You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 53. You know what? Life is not fair. Life is not fair. But what are you going to do about it? Let's go. And welcome back to Motivating from the Six. This is a podcast that is intended to change your life. It's intended to motivate you. It's intended to inspire you. It's intended to have you stand up in your circumstances and demand change for the better in your life. I am your host, Jeff Martin of jeffadmartin.com. I am so excited to be here. I got a little bit of news, guys. Listen, if you have clicked play, if you have downloaded, if you have subscribed to this podcast, I just got to say I'm so appreciative of all of you, each and every one of you. If you have allowed me to just be in your ears for a brief moment, if you have been listening to me on that treadmill, if you're taking that drive from whatever city you're from to the city next door, whatever it is, if you're on that plane and you decided, let me download some of Jeff's podcast and you just, you know, you're traveling across the world and you have me with you, man, I just got to say thank you so much. I'm hoping that every single time that I'm on this podcast and you hear my voice, I am providing you value. That's what I'm trying to do here. And I just hope I'm doing that. So if I am doing that, then I want to say perfect. And thank you so much for allowing me just to bless your life for a brief moment, because I know time is precious. And if you've allowed me to be in your life for a brief moment, then you think that I'm adding value to you. So again, I just want to thank you. So yes, I have a little announcement to make. So I missed last week's podcast. I did not post an episode. And some of you were probably sitting back and saying, where's Jeff? Has he given up on this thing? And I'm going to tell you, I'm still here. We are back. We're doing our thing. Last week, I got to say, May 20th, 2018, my wife gave birth to our third child. Woo, man, I can tell you, the Martin household has been hectic over the last few days. We have a third son in our lives. And I'm so ecstatic. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful to the nth degree that we were blessed with another healthy and beautiful and handsome child. And things are just terrific. Mommy's doing well. Baby's doing well. The other boys are doing well. And yeah, again, I'm just so ecstatic that we have this opportunity to actually have another child. Now, of course, having two boys prior, I thought to myself, you know, the selfish side of me thought, you know, how cool will it be to have a daughter? Well, you know, things don't work out the way we want to. And for whatever reason, God entrusted us with a third son. And again, I'm so excited for that opportunity. And I'm just looking forward to see just things blossom in the Martin household and things grow and just, you know, just just enjoying life and just hanging out together and just seeing what we can do with this family. You know what I'm saying? Like family is just so awesome. So I'm so thankful. And I'm really thankful for those of you who have reached out and said congratulations and sent your well wishes and checked on the baby and checked on wifey and checked on me and checked on the family and all that good stuff. I'm just so grateful for all of you. So thank you for those of you who have done that. And yeah, so we are back, baby. We are back with another episode. Even though we missed last week's episode, I hope that you forgive me for that. And I hope that my reason is good enough. But yes, we are back with this week's episode. Now, talking about this week's episode, there's something you got to understand. Life is not fair. 
And now I say that after talking about having three kids and I get it, but what I'm saying is when you reflect at your life sometimes, on your life sometimes, you realize that life is not fair. So I came across a YouTube video called $100 Race. And whenever you get an opportunity, do yourself a favor and go look that up. It's called $100 Race. And so the whole premise in this video is there's a coach and he's there with a ton of kids. And he says to these kids, okay, we're going to line up and have a bit of a race here, kids. And so they all line up and he says, before we actually get started, though, um, you know, you're all lined up to, to win this $100 bill. Whoever wins gets this $100 bill. But before we get started, I want to ask you a series of questions. And if these questions apply to you, then do me a favor and take two steps forward is what he says. And so he starts off, you know, asking his questions and he says something along the lines of if you never had to worry about your father not being in your life, like if you've always had a father figure in your life, take two steps forward. And of course, some kids take a step forward, two steps forward, and some kids stay exactly where they were. And then he asks another question. If you've never had to worry where your college tuition money was coming from, like you knew your college tuition, your university tuition was paid for, and you've never had to worry about that, take two steps forward. And of course, some more kids step, take uh, a two steps forward. You have some of the ones in the back who might have stepped up or they stay where they are. Some of them in the middle stepped up. Some of them stayed where they are. He asked another question. If you've never had to worry about your cell phone bill getting turned off or your light bill to getting turned off in your life, step forward. And these are the questions he just continues to ask. If you've never had to worry about, you know, having food uh, on your table, step forward. And he again, he just continues to ask these type of questions. Now, at the end of his line of questioning, what you find is if you can kind of picture what I'm talking about here, what you find is there's kids all across the field. So you have the ones who are at the starting line who never left the starting line. You had ones who maybe took two steps forward, four steps forward, six steps forward. You have ones who step forward every single time this coach asked a question. And those kids are way in the front. And what you realize very quickly when you see this, the, when you visualize what this coach has done here, you see that some people are way in the back, some people are way in the front, some are in the middle. And what you realize is life is not fair. Life is not fair. We're not all born with the same opportunities. We're not all born in the same circumstances. Some people are born to absolute privilege. Some people, are, some people are born in real difficult and dismal situations. In the end, we can't control that. We can't control how we were born. We can't control who we were born to, what city, what country, what, what parents we were born to. These are all things that are totally out of our control. Now, before I go forward, I am recording this outside. I'm enjoying the beautiful weather. So you might hear some outside noises and that's okay. I'm just letting you know that. So if you hear some birds chirping and all that good stuff, you just know it's you know not me adding the, the sounds in later on, but it's actually real birds chirping. Anyway, so as I said, life is not fair. And when you visualize again, the people and the way they're standing and some of them got the chance to move up a number of steps and some of them are way in the back, life is not fair. We cannot choose who we were born to. We cannot choose the situation we were born into. Life is just sometimes not fair for everybody. 
You know, I remember, I, and I told this story way back, when my second son, Chauncey, was born. Chauncey was born somewhat early. And so when he was born, he had to be in the ICU, in the NIC, um, the NIC ward for children, where he had to be in an incubator. And I remember while we were there, my wife, every single day, she would go back and forth, back and forth from the house to the hospital. And it just absolutely killed her that she could not be with Chauncey every single day of every single moment at that time to know that she had to leave him behind at the hospital. And so, as I said, every single day she would go and visit him while she was in the hospital. And of course, I would go as well as often as I could while we were in the hospital visiting our little man. There was a number of other babies, as you can imagine, in the Nick Ward. And while in this ward, there was one child who was not too far from where my son was set up in his incubator. And this little boy was just sitting there, or I shouldn't say sitting there, he was lying there. He's a brand new boy, brand new. And he was twitching. And it was one of the saddest things to see. Like this boy was just twitching the whole time. And you're kind of wondering like, what in the world is going on with this child? Now, while we were there, as I said, my wife would be there every single day and I would be there as often as I could be there. And of the whole time, the weeks and weeks that we were there visiting our son, one day this woman came in. And when you walk into this type of uh, situation, you have to wash your hands and make sure you're clean because there's a ton of babies in there. Some of them are really sick. They're all brand new babies, right? They don't have their shots yet. And when we walked in, you have to wash your hands. One day, this woman walked in. She didn't wash her hands. She walked right over to this child that was twitching. And she just kind of peeped at the child. She stood there for maybe 10, 15 seconds. And then she walked out. This was that child's mother. And again, here we are every single day making sure that Chauncey is looked at, taken care of. We want him home as badly as, you know, I'm sure he wanted to go home at his young age. And we just can't imagine life without him. So we're just trying to, you know, get things going to have him come home as soon as possible. And here was this mother who came in and just barely peeked at her child for the one moment in the span of weeks. Again, I say life is not fair. Because this child did not ask to be born to that mother. This child did not ask to be born in that circumstances where they were high on drugs. And yes, that's why the child was twitching because the mother was a drug addict. And so the child had drugs in his system. Life is not fair. And I can tell you that every time my son's birthday comes around, he's five now. Every time he comes, his birthday comes around, I think about that child. And I probably will for the rest of my life because somewhere out there, there's a child that's born in and around the time that my son was born and he was born in this difficult situation. Life is not fair. So I started to, after watching the video that I talked about, the $100 race, I started to kind of reflect on my life and think about the things I went through and where would I be if I was in that type of race circumstance, where would I be in my own situation? Where is my starting line? And so I start to reflect on things that I've been through. And I remember, you know, growing up situations that we went through where there wasn't a lot of money that was circulating in our household. And I remember being in circumstances where we had lights turned off and we had the, the, the heat turned off. So I think, okay, my starting line, if it was at a certain point, I would have to step back from my starting line. And I think about, you know, the fact that I had a cousin who was uh, murdered in the streets of my city of Toronto in 2005. 
And so I would have to step back again for my starting line. I think about another cousin who was stabbed to death again in the Toronto area um, in 2008. Again, I would have to step back again. I would think about the time where my guidance counselors, I talked to you, as I mentioned before on many podcasts, who didn't believe I was smart enough to go to college or to go to university or to achieve at anything. Again, I'd have to step back. And I started to go through all the situations that I've been through in my life and realize that my starting line is not the same as other people. My starting line is actually behind a lot of people. Now, when you reflect on your life, you actually might find that your starting line is way behind mine. Maybe your starting line is around where mine is. Maybe it's way ahead of me. Again, life is not fair. We can't choose. We can't pick the situation that we are born in. We're just born. But the question is, what are you going to do about it? What changes are you going to make in your life so you can have the life that you want for yourself? Again, we know that life is not fair. That's pretty obvious. And I think you get that from a real early age. You watch TV, you watch movies, you see the things that people go through and you see the, 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 the better side of life with some other people in their lives and you realize that life is not fair. Just the other day, we had the royal wedding and you think about the royals and their families in England and when they're born, they're born into this wealth. They're born into royalty. And then not too far from there, you have certain areas within England that people are born in absolute poverty. Again, we know that life is not fair. But what are we going to do with the circumstance that we have? How are we going to be able to climb out of the circumstance and create the life that we want for ourselves? So I really started to look at other examples. See, it's easy to kind of look at your life and and kind of become downtrodden and think to yourself, you know, I've been through a lot of difficult circumstances. You know, I can't achieve. It's easy to kind of have a pity party for yourself. But as they say, you can have a pity party, but most people will not come to your party. And the ones who do don't bring presents. (laughs) I think I heard that from Zig Ziglar, right? You can have your own pity party, but in the end, it's not going to change anything. You have to look at your circumstance and say, how am I going to change my life for the better? And so I started, so I started to look for examples of people, of celebrities, of well-known people who have gone through difficult circumstances, but have actually been able to pull themselves out in the end. And the more I looked is the more I start to see example after example, people have gone through real difficult situations. They've come through poverty. They've been sexually assaulted. They've come through the foster system. They just, you know, over and over again, mental illness, whatever it is over and over again, there's so many uh, situations that they've come up through that's been so difficult, but people have been able to come through that and become successful. I'm talking about people like Viola Davis, Les Brown, Jim Carrey, Mary J. Blige, Jay-Z, Kelsey Grandma, Oprah, Jamie Foxx, Quavo, uh, uh, Allen Iverson, LeBron James, Karan Butler, Martin Luther King, Steve Harvey, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins. It goes on and on and on. There are so many examples that people that you see on TV and you're thinking their life is amazing. Their life is terrific. But if you learn the backstory, you would realize just like your story, life is not fair. Life is not fair. But what they said to themselves is, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to sit here where life just continues not to be fair to me? Or am I going to step up and make a change that I need to make for myself? 
And so I started to look at that again in my life and kind of comparing where my life is and the things I've been through and maybe where my starting line is and saying to myself, what have I done to take advantage of the circumstances around me? And I can list things on and on. I could talk about, again, the time that my guidance counselor didn't think I was smart enough, but I decided for myself that I was going to go forward and graduate from college. And I was going to go forward and graduate from university twice. I did that not to brag, but but I did it because I wanted to prove that I could make a change and not have to follow the, the line of thinking that this negative man had about me. I could be someone who I wanted to be, not who he thought I was. I started to take advantage of certain opportunities, situations that someone look at as negative. I use those as a positive in my life. I use them as fuel. I use them to push myself forward until eventually I could actually push my starting line up to a point where I could say, all right, I could start from here and just keep going. See, we know this life is not a race. It's a marathon. There are people who are your age or people who are younger than you who have achieved so much more than you. But then there are also people who have achieved so much less. See, we all have the ability to achieve and to push forward and to do something with our lives. See, many people want to blame white privilege. That's such a term as a term right now that many people want to throw out there. And if you read Charlemagne the God's book, he has a book called Black Privilege. And what he says in his book, Black Privilege, is that all of us have privilege. See, we may not recognize it and it may not be as strong or or out in the forefront as some other demographics and some groups. But regardless of the group that you fall into, you have privilege. See, some of something that many people don't think about, if you need to just get up and use the washroom, you just get up. If you're at a restaurant, if you're at the movies, if you're at the mall, you just get up and walk to the washroom and use it and walk away. Someone who's in a wheelchair has to really think this thing out. They got to think, okay, does this store have a washroom? What size is the stall? What size is the door to even get into the washroom? They really have to make plans before even walking into that restaurant or that mall or that movie theater. Are there stairs? You know, is there a ramp? These are things that we don't look at. If you are not disabled, if you are not in a wheelchair, you have a privilege. All of us have different levels of privilege. So you have to take that privilege that you have, even if it's just a little bit, you take it and you run with it. See, one of the quotes I love to talk about is that 260 million children in this world would love an opportunity to get an education, to go to school. But for a number of different circumstances, they cannot do that. If you are an earshot of this, there's a good chance that you live in a country where education is free. Where elementary and and secondary education is absolutely free, but many people throw it away. Many people take that opportunity that they have and decide that they're not going to graduate. They're not going to go to school. They're going to bum around and do whatever it is that they want to do. We are throwing away these opportunities that other people would kill to have. Having free education, living in a country where there's free education, that means that you have a certain level of privilege take advantage of it. Life is not fair. We know that, but there's so many things that we could take advantage of that are just in our reach. Again, I I listed a number of celebrities and, and, and athletes who have gone through the ringer in their life in one form or another, but they have found success in the end. 
And I use these celebrities because these are people that most people know. However, there are people in your family, there are people in your neighborhood, there are people who you work with who have gone through some real difficult circumstances. You just don't know their story. But if you hear their story, if you learn their story, you would realize it that they actually started out worse than you. Or maybe they started out where you are. But again, it's not about where you are, it's about how you finish, how you run your race, what are the skills and the tasks and the abilities you're going to use to actually complete the race of life. Life is not fair. But what are you going to do about it? How are you going to make the change? For me, one of the things I love to talk about is ensuring that whatever it is that you're going through in your life, you have to use your skills and your abilities and your talents. And when you find your skills and your abilities and your talents, you work on those things every single day. Again, this podcast allowing or being able to, to have a podcast is a privilege that I have over many. And because I have this podcast, it allows me to talk to you every single day. Number one, I'm hoping that I'm giving value to you. But number two, it allows me to work on my speaking skills because what I want to do is become a full-time speaker. And so I do that by speaking, right? By using the skills that I learned along the way and applying them every time I get a chance to open my mouth. Use your talents that you have and work on them every single day. See, I came across a, a social media um, a meme where it showed this young girl who's 16 years old, Serena Robertson. And what it shows is a picture of Serena who's 16 years old, and it shows a drawing that she did in 2012. And the drawing is, it's okay, probably better than what I can do, right? And then underneath it, it shows another drawing from 2016. And that drawing is so prestige. Like I'm talking about, it almost looks like a real person. That's how good her drawing has become. She worked on her skills every single day. And because she worked on her drawing skills every day, she became better at it to the point where she's actually now selling her art. People are paying thousands of dollars for her art where she can now just pay for her way to go to school. She doesn't have to depend on anybody for schooling, to buy her house, whatever it is she wants to do with her money. But my point is, she got there because she worked on it every single day. Oprah Winfrey has become one of the best media uh, analysts, I guess you would say, that we have seen in our lifetime because she worked on her skill every single day. Jay-Z has become one of the legends in hip-hop because he worked on his skills every single day. Go on YouTube, look up some real old Jay-Z footage, and you're going to see that he wasn't as good as he is now, but he worked on it and worked on it and worked on it until he was able to perfect his craft. Jay-Z was born in um, a, a part of New York City that was filled with drugs and violence. Marcy Park, I believe it was called. And again, he came from a situation that was not fair compared to other people, his age, his demographic, you know, and again, he's been able to pull himself out from where he was to where he is now, a, a major influence in this world. I actually heard a stat just today from Zig Ziglar, from speaker Zig Ziglar, and he says some years ago, they actually did a study of 300 plus leaders in this world, like I'm talking about world leaders, and what they found though is, of these world leaders, like I'm talking about Martin Luther King and Gandhi and you know uh, people on that magnitude, and what they found 
was of this 300 plus leaders that this world has seen, 75% of them have come from poverty, they've come from hardships, they've come from mental illness, they've come from sexual abuse, they've come from real difficult circumstances. 75% of the world's leaders. There's gotta be something said about coming through hardships and finding your way to the other side. You gotta work on your skills. You gotta keep working at it. You gotta focus and it's easy to lose focus because again, we know life is not fair. So as you're trying to climb up that ladder, there's times that you're gonna fall. There's times that you're gonna slip down a couple steps. There's times that you might even fall right down to the bottom. But it's important that you continue to work on your skills. You work on your talents. You work on what was given to you because you can use that to develop into who you are meant to be. Because I truly believe that all of us were meant to find greatness and to be great in this world. But it's up to all of us to go out there and to look for it and to find it and develop it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. I can't do it for you. Your spouse, your parents, your kids cannot do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Yes, we know life is certainly not fair. But what are we going to do about it? How are we going to change it? You go out there and the talent that you were given, the gift that you were given, you go out there and you make it into something. You develop it so you can become like my girl, Serena Robinson, who turned her drawing in 2012 that wasn't much to talk about into something spectacular in 2016 where she's selling it and making crazy money. I got a quick story to tell you before I close. So some years ago, I actually used to work for a professional sports team. And at the time we were traveling out to New York City and my boy was like, that was with me. He was like, yo, I know you like martial art films. So I'm going to take you to this martial arts store. It's just fabulous. You're going to love the films that they have there. So I walk into the store in the downtown Manhattan area. And when I walk in this, it's a huge store and there's Kung Fu flicks from wall to like from, from ceiling to floor on every wall, just absolutely covered thousands and thousands of Kung Fu movies in this place. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I remember growing up and seeing a couple movies that I would love to get them in my possession, but I just don't know the names of them. So I mentioned this to my boy and he's like, you know what? You got to talk to the owner here. He knows these movies inside and out. So I'm like, really? Like, he knows he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So he's like, yep, you got to go check him out. So I go and talk to the owner and I say to him, OK, listen, there's a couple of Kung Fu movies I'm looking for and I know pieces of the movie. I just don't know what they're called. So he's like, yeah, try me. So I'm like, OK, perfect. There's one movie where these guys are dressed in red and they represent fire. There's another part where they're dressed in brown. These these ninjas are dressed in brown. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's Chinese super ninjas. And he walks over and he picks it up and he gives it to me. And I look at the back and lo and behold, these guys are dressed the exact same way I just mentioned. And I was like, wow, this guy knows his stuff. And I was like, okay, perfect. There's another one. I say, okay, this guy, he has this contraption. He throws it. It lands on the person's head and he pulls a string and it cuts the person's head off. And he's like, oh yeah, that's flying guillotine. And I was like, wow. Like I said, hold on a second. There's thousands of movies in the store. You know, every single movie. He's like, oh, yeah, this is my job. I got to know it. I'm like, perfect. There's the last one where this guy, he's fighting this Kung Fu master and he gets punched. And so he ends up falling down a bunch of stairs and he almost dies. And his wife teaches him how to fight female style. And so he goes back and fights this Kung Fu master with the female style of fighting. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Fist of the White Locusts. 
And I was like, wow, this guy knows his movies. So the funny thing is now, as we're checking out, he was like, you guys are obviously not from New York. Where are you from? Where are you from? And I was like, yeah, we're from Toronto. We came into town with this professional uh, sporting team. We just came to, you know, to play your sporting team. He's like, okay, what's the name of your sporting team? And I told him, he's like, never heard of them. And I was like, you've never heard of our sporting team? Like where I'm from, like who I'm, I'm, I'm working for? He's like, no, never heard of them. And I was like, you know, we came to face your New York team. And he was like, yeah, I know the New York team, but I've never heard of your team. I didn't know you guys had a team. And I was like, okay. So I started naming some players that played for this team, some real high caliber, like world-class, everybody knows these guys' level of play, right, players. And I started to describe them to him and say their names. He's like, yep, never heard of them. And I was taken back because at that time, the players who I had mentioned, everybody knew them. Like these guys were mainstream, you know, as mainstream as Michael Jordan and LeBron James, for example, and Derek Jeter, for example. I started mentioning these names and he had no clue who I was talking about. But let me tell you something. This guy was very unassuming. He was a black dude with dreads who owned a kung fu movie shop. And this guy, he was so good at his craft that not only did he name all my movies when I described them to him, but he was so good at what he did that he was able to open a kung fu movie store and he was actually well known in China. In fact, he was so good at what he did that he was invited to China five or six times so he could speak at Kung Fu movie seminars in China. I'm talking about where these movies are filmed. American dude, black dude with dreads was being invited over and over again to China to speak on his craft. See, he found something he loved and he did it over and over again until he created a life for himself. See, I don't know the plight of this individual who owned the store. I don't know his life. I don't know where he came from. But what I could tell you is, again, as a black man with dreads, I could tell you what society often looks at when they see a black man with dreads. But here he was, created his own store, created his own life to the point where he was invited to China over and over again to speak on something that they created, not him. But he knew it so well that he created a life for himself. Oh yeah, life is not fair. But what are you going to do about it? All right, good people, listen up. Again, we know that life is not fair. Life is not fair. It is not fair that certain people have certain advantages and it's not fair that certain people are born in some real difficult circumstances. When you start looking around and you start hearing what's going on, you watch the news, there are people who are going through some real hardships in life that I wouldn't even wanna wish on my worst enemy. But this is the thing. We can't control who we were born to. We can't control where we were born how we were born, the conditions we were born in. None of these things are in our control. But what I can control is what I do with my life after I'm born. I could take advantage of certain situations. I could leave certain negative situations behind, but all of it comes down to me and my choices. Because we know life is not fair, sometimes these choices are made for us and we don't have much of a choice. We don't have much of an option. We have to go with what's given to us. But there are a lot of choices that you can make that could potentially turn your life around and give you a great story 
to tell people in terms of how you came from a difficult circumstances to becoming a master in your craft. Life is not fair. We know that, we establish that, and we see examples of that every single day. But what are you going to do about it to change your life into the life that you want for yourself? All right, good people. Thank you so much. And I will see you at the top of the next episode. Peace.